Hey friend, just a quick note for you before you get into this episode. Since I released this season last year, I have since changed around some of the domains on my site, and now the links that I mention in the original episodes no longer work. So before, if I mentioned a link like filmmakerfreedom.com slash one, that link is now filmfreedomshow.com slash one, and it's the same throughout this entire season. So sorry for the inconvenience with that, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. If you want to be more successful in the world of film, and I'm assuming you do since you're listening to this right now, One of the most common pieces of advice you'll hear is something along the lines of, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And it pains me to admit this as someone who's super introverted and who sometimes borders on the life of a hermit, but this piece of advice is spot on. And the reasons why are are pretty obvious. So for starters, making films is just inherently collaborative. It takes a good deal of labor and a lot of teamwork to get a film made in any kind of competent way. And this is especially true once your projects get more ambitious and you try to make films on a larger scale. So for that reason, you obviously want your network to consist of some passionate, like-minded filmmakers who you can trust when it comes time to make the films you really care about. But your network is far more than just crewing up your projects. It's also an essential tool for getting ahead in the business of film. So whether you're working in the industry and you're looking for your next job or trying to work your way up the ladder, or you're a freelancer looking for new clients, or you're an indie filmmaker looking for financiers and distributors, your network is the key to making any of that happen. Basically, the ability to form and nurture relationships with the right people is one of the best skills that you can build in the world of film to ensure that you'll be successful. So, with that in mind, that's what we're going to be covering in today's episode of the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast. We'll be talking about the two types of networks that you should start thinking about building right now. We'll also dive into everything that you shouldn't do when networking, all the things that are just flat out wrong. And we'll dive into some of the best non-douchey, seriously authentic ways to build relationships with people. And this works even if you're an introvert, and especially if you're an introvert. So I hope you're excited to dive into this because it really is one of the key puzzle pieces required to make it in the world of film. However, before we can dive into the meat of today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about Music Vine, the cool company sponsoring this first season of the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast. So you have a lot of choices these days when it comes to finding music for your films and video projects, but Music Vine truly stands above the pack. Not only is it refreshingly straightforward to license music you'd actually want to use, but it's also genuinely affordable, even for indie filmmakers on shoestring budgets. And the best part is, the music is all thoughtful, expressive, and genuine. 
It's sourced from indie artists all over the globe who put the same care and attention and soul into their music as you do into your films. And that's why all of the music in this podcast comes straight from the Music Find Library. So if you like what you hear in today's show, you can learn more about Music Vine and get an exclusive 10% discount on your first song when you visit filmmakerfreedom.com. All right, so let's dive back into the episode. So in the world of filmmaking and creative work, there are really two types of networks that you want to start building. And those are a personal tribe and an extended professional network. So these are both pretty much what they sound like. Your tribe is a small group of your closest, most tight-knit, most trusted filmmaking friends. And these are the people you can count on to help you with your projects, just as they can count on you to help with theirs. It's really about forming some symbiotic relationships with a group of people who really share your values and share your creative sensibilities. In a lot of ways, it's like a little tight-knit filmmaking collective. Your extended professional network, on the other hand, is what most people think of when it comes to networks. It's all about having a wide range of diverse connections who could potentially further your career down the line. So the rest of this episode is going to be split out into two different sections, one for each of these different types of networks. And we're going to start with my personal favorite, which is this idea of building a tribe. So the first thing you need to do in order to build your tribe is to forget everything you think you know about networking. Seriously, just forget it all. Genuine networking has nothing to do with showing up at cheesy events or handing out your business card to a bunch of random strangers or to showing your demo reel to people who can't get away from you quick enough. So instead of that silliness, we're going to focus on finding people who align with our values and who have a who have the same creative sensibilities as us. And we're going to work on building relationships with them, sustainable long-term relationships that are built on a foundation of generosity, trust, and reciprocity. And I'll tell you more about how exactly to do that in just a minute. But first, let's talk about a few of my favorite places where you can start filling your network with the right quality people. So There are tons of places that filmmakers can network these days, both in person and online. But in my experience, a lot of them can be pretty hit or miss. There are a few good ones, however, that have worked consistently for me in building my own personal tribe. Here are my favorites. Number one is film festivals, and not the big prestigious ones, but the small local festivals and the niche-based festivals. Obviously, the larger, more prestigious festivals often have important people at them, and sometimes you can create a bit of serendipity and make some good connections at after parties and such. Um, That's been known to happen and to help people get breaks. But if you're serious about building your tribe and finding like-minded filmmakers, the smaller festivals are a goldmine. Just attend a few screenings of films that look interesting to you, films that look like they probably come from like-minded artists. Go to those Q&A sessions afterwards and, and pay attention, and then just strike up genuine conversations with the people involved in those projects. And I'll talk more about how to do this in a little bit, but it really doesn't have to be any harder than starting conversations with people who are doing cool work. The next one is open screen nights, or really anywhere that local filmmakers screen their work. 
Most cities these days have some sort of open screen night where any filmmaker can drop by and show their work on a big screen. And even if you can't find something specifically like that, search for independent theaters, coffee shops, breweries, bookstores, and any other places that might screen the work of local filmmakers. You'd be surprised what a quick Google search can turn up. Next up are local meetups. Again, most cities, even some smaller mid-sized towns and even smaller college towns, have meetups and happy hours for filmmakers, screenwriters, and really creatives of all types. These can be great, particularly because they're essentially smaller, more intimate versions of the quote-unquote networking events that everyone hates. In my experience, this is one of the best ways to work your way into existing groups of filmmakers in your city. In order to find these, try to dive into the depths of places like meetup.com and there's similar sites, I don't know them all off the top of my head. Or just do a quick search on Google or Facebook for filmmaker meetups in your city. And while you're at it, you should also look into events for actors, theater workers, musicians, writers, or any other types of creatives that might one day contribute to a project you're working on. And last but not least is small indie film sets. So this is probably the most important of the bunch and it's my favorite. If there are filmmakers in your town who are working on projects, just see if you can stop by for a day and meet some new people. Offer to be a PA or a grip or to take BTS photos and use the opportunity to meet some new people, have some great conversations, and more importantly, watch people in the context of making films. See if they're actually passionate about it and if they put the care and attention into the work that you'd want from somebody in your tribe. So seriously, I can't recommend this strategy highly enough, especially if you're someone who's a little bit introverted like I am. It just feels much easier for me to help out on someone's film than it is to put myself in situations that are explicitly about socializing. And sure enough, just from working on film sets and even doing some free stuff like BTS work, this is how I've made almost all of my best filmmaking friends. Okay, so that's really the foundation for this networking strategy, but now it's time to get into some of the more tactical hands-on stuff. And first we're going to cover how to actually start off a new relationship on the right foot, or how to separate yourself and stand out from all the people who are just using schmoozy networking tactics. So in his absolutely phenomenal book, Give and Take, Wharton professor Adam Grant shares a really surprising takeaway. Some of the world's most successful people are also some of the most generous. They give their time and energy and even money more freely than seems reasonable to just about anybody. And they do it without expecting anything in return. And sure enough, over time, this strategy leads to incredible success in all sorts of industries, including the entertainment industry. So when you're making a new connection, whether it's at a festival or a meetup or you're on a set, Put aside your self-interest for a moment and adopt a giver mindset. Here are two concrete things that you can do that will really help with that. So number one is just to ask people what they're working on, what they're passionate about, or what their dream project is, and be genuinely interested in what they say. 
Seriously, so few people show sincere interest when they're networking that this alone will set you apart from the mass of people who are just trying to schmooze and get a leg up. And the next one, number two, is really the big one. Just casually ask if there's anything that person needs help with right now. And if it's something that you have the power to help with, whether it's connecting them to someone in your network or actually helping them yourself, don't hesitate to do it, especially if it's something that you can do quickly and without a ton of energy. And even if you can't help, tell them that you'll keep your ear to the ground for them and that you'll let them know if you come up with solutions. Trust me, if you only do these two things when making a new contact and trying to build your network, you will already be well ahead of every other filmmaker trying to network their way into the system. But this brings us to what is arguably the most important part of any networking endeavor, and that is the art of the follow-up. So this might seem obvious, but if you don't tend to your network, it'll begin to decay. It's true with your personal relationships, and it is true with your network. So for that reason, it's essential to develop systems that help you stay in touch with the people who become part of your tribe. And there are a lot of ways to do this, ranging from simple and manual, you can use like spreadsheets, to complex and automated. And there are a ton of different tools and methods you can use to help with all this, which I'll get to momentarily. More than anything else though, whatever system you use should help you deliver value to the people in your network, even when, and especially when, they're not expecting anything from you. When you consistently give value over a long period of time, you build an immense amount of social capital and goodwill that will go a long, long way once it comes time to ask your network for favors. Now, quote-unquote value can come in many different forms, but the simplest and most effective for filmmakers is really just to check in, see what people are working on, and ask if there's anything you can do to help. It really doesn't have to be more complicated than that. However, I also like to make a habit of sending people useful articles, videos, tutorials, make introductions that might benefit them, or any other number of small but useful things that show that you're generous and that you're just being thoughtful. All right, so now for some tech recommendations to help you sort of automate this and make it easier. For maintaining my personal tribe of filmmakers here in Denver, I have a small Slack group with a handful of members. And as you may or may not know, Slack is a really nifty chat app that has sort of taken the world by storm, at least in the startup slash entrepreneurship world. It's just really flexible, fun, and best of all, it's actually free. So I recommend signing up and starting a Slack team to house your local tribe. And you can also use like Facebook groups and there, there's all sorts of tools online for this, but I really like Slack. It's just a preference of mine. So I use this group to stay in touch with my filmmaking peeps and it's never really a formal thing, but I do make a point of providing as much value as I can. For instance, whenever I come across film jobs in Denver that might be a good fit for someone in the group, I'll just post a link in Slack and tag them, or I'll share more articles and videos that might be of interest. Whenever somebody in the group has an interesting idea for a project or a script or a video that needs feedback, I'll spend a few minutes and share my thought. So these types of things take relatively little time and energy, but they build up a ton of reciprocity with the people in the group. Plus, it builds a culture in there where pretty much everybody is helping one another constantly. It's pretty great.
Alright, so I have one more tech recommendation that should help you stay in touch with the people in your network who are not part of your tribe. I recommend starting an account with a CRM software. Now, CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management. And more than anything, these tools are built to help salespeople move leads through the sales process and close the deal and so on and so forth. But they're also really useful for managing relationships because at their core, they're contact management applications and they allow you to keep notes about your meetings and schedule reminders to follow up with people and all sorts of other cool, useful stuff. And if you're wondering which ones I recommend, I've got a handful of links for you at filmmakerfreedom.com slash nine. Just scroll down to the bottom of that show notes page and you'll see a few of the easiest ones to use that are either free or really inexpensive. Anyhow, whenever I meet somebody new and I get like their business card or something, I'll take a few moments when I get home or just use my phone somewhere and I'll enter them into the CRM and I'll jot down some notes about them, their interests, etc. And then I set a reminder to follow up with them in a month or two to see if there's anything I can do just to help them out. And the great part about this system is that it keeps track of everything. Every time you have a meeting or a catch up with someone in your network, you can add a few notes to their profile. And that information will be there waiting for you in the future. It's, it's kind of like storing all of the crazy information that comes at you when you're networking in a giant digital brain that makes this whole process smoother and better for everybody because it allows you to be more thoughtful without actually having to remember all of this stuff. Basically, using a piece of CRM software gives you networking superpowers. So it's something that you really should not pass up. Now, before we wrap this episode up, I just want to spend a little bit more time talking about another big piece of the networking puzzle, and that's how to connect with filmmakers who are already way more successful than you are. So no matter whether you're trying to make it in the industry or you're a freelancer or you're an indie filmmaker, when you can form relationships with people who have already been successful on that path, you can learn so much about what it takes to get to where you want to go. And more than that, when you connect with people who've already been there, they're in a great position to help get you jobs and clients and contacts that can help you further your career. So this really is a crucial piece of the puzzle, but at the same time, it's something that I'm honestly not very good at. So in order to tackle this properly, I'm bringing in Zach Arnold again, who you might remember from episode four of this show, which is all about breaking into the film industry. When Zach moved to LA some 15 years ago, he didn't know a single soul. And now he's edited for shows like Burn Notice and Empire, Glee, Shooter, and plenty more. And beyond just being really good at editing, which Zach totally is, he used a process of strategic networking to get him from not knowing anybody in LA to being one of the top editors working in TV today. Here's how he did it. I realized at a very early age, moving out to Los Angeles with 0.0 contacts, I was sleeping in the hallway on the floor of a friend of mine's apartment in the middle of you know the, the nastiest part of Hollywood just because he's the only person I knew in LA and called him up and said, hey, I'm gonna move out there. Do you have any place to sleep? 
for me. And he's like, well, I got somebody on my couch. So you want to sleep in the hallway? Okay, no problem. So that's where I started. I knew nobody just drove across the country with no network, but realized it doesn't matter how good I am at this. Los Angeles is this giant, giant city. And there are hundreds of thousands of people trying to climb the same mountain that I am. So I need to reach out to people. So I said, like I had already mentioned before, seek out people that have already done what you want to do. So that's what I did. I just started reaching out to big name editors that were immensely successful and I just sent them letters in the actual mail, not even emails. I just sent them letters and let them know that, you know, I was young. I really wanted to learn. Their story had inspired me. And the only person that responded to me at the time was Dodie Dorn, who had edited Memento at the time, which is my favorite film of all time from a filmmaking perspective. And she and I struck up a relationship and she kind of took me under her wing and became a mentor. But beyond that, I forced myself to go to networking events and I forced myself to reach out and just kind of learn how does the industry actually work? Like who are the right people to reach out to? So I always ask questions. I just find somebody and I just ask them questions and ask more and ask more. And I feel like the asking questions is something that a lot of people are afraid to do, whether it's in their, in their own job or just in a social situation because it, it exposes that they don't know something. And that's a fear that I don't have. All I do is ask questions. I'll say, listen, I don't understand how this works. Tell me how this works. So I will just reach out and find all these people. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make when they're networking is they try to get something from it immediately. And that's something that I have seen from the other side, meaning that now that I've kind of become a little bit more well-known in the industry and I speak on panels and I now have a website and a podcast, like I've kind of put myself in a position where I've opened myself up to people trying to find me. And the number one mistake, the cardinal rule that you should not break if you're trying to network is asking for something. And when I say that, I'll have people that will come up to me in person after an event, they'll get right in my face, they'll hand me a business card and a demo reel, and they'll say, I'd love you to watch this. And hey, by the way, if you know of any openings for an assistant editor on a TV show, I'd love it if you'd consider me. And I'm very polite about it, but in my head I'm thinking, why? Why would I consider you? I don't know you, I've never been in a room with you, I don't know how you handle a crisis situation when things are going crazy, I don't know if you're any good at what you do. Like, that's not how you approach somebody. What you do is you just show a genuine interest in this person. So for example, if somebody were coming to me, they'll say, listen, you know, I, I love the work that you did on burn notice. You know, I've, I've studied the show. I love how you did this transition and the way that you do music, like this really, really cool. I just wanted to let you know, I'm a really, really big fan. And oh, by the way, would you ever mind if I emailed you a question or two, just cause I'm trying to learn my way in the industry. People that are at a specific level in their career love to give information back and love to help people. Like it's it's that concept of sending the elevator back down. It's an idea that Jack Lemon started years ago and now Kevin Spacey has kind of taken this idea into the world as well, that once you ride the elevator to the top, it's your duty to send the elevator back down and help others that are trying to get up as well. So if you genuinely are just looking for some advice, there, there's nobody that I know that's a decent person that if you said, listen, do you mind if I just sent you an email sometime and asked you advice about this, that, or the other thing? Of course they're gonna say yes, they're happy to help. Then if you're patient, you can slowly develop a relationship 
and over the course of six months to a year, whatever it is, you might get to the point where you've had an email back and forth once every two or three months and it's, you start to develop trust and then that you'll say to them, hey, you know, I'm gonna be in your neighborhood, what would you think of grabbing lunch? If you were to send me that email right after meeting me in an event, I'm gonna think, well, I don't really know you, I don't know if I have time for this, I'm, I'm just gonna find an excuse to get out of it or genuinely I just can't do it. But if I built a relationship with you over email for a year, you've shared with me some of your success, maybe I answered a question for you and I got you a raise, it got you a different job, I would love to have lunch with you. Like I've developed a relationship. And then from there you slowly build and build and build. But if you think that as soon as you meet somebody that's at a higher level than you, that you can get something from them immediately, and if you don't, that relationship wasn't worth the time and effort, that's never gonna get you anywhere. All right, friend. That's all I've got for today's episode of the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast. As always, I hope you found it useful and that you're going to actually start implementing some of this stuff in your life. Because as you heard from Zach there, it really does make a substantial difference in whether or not you're actually successful. So over the past few weeks, I have had an absolute blast digging through Music Vine's library for tracks for this podcast. As a complete music nerd myself, I've been really surprised and delighted by some of the stuff I found on there, especially some of the more experimental, out there, and expressive stuff. And obviously I can't use it all for this podcast because it, it doesn't really fit with the theme and the style that I'm going for but I'm confident that you can find something that really expresses what you're trying to accomplish with your next film. So head over to filmmakerfreedom.com and click on the link over to Music Vine, and you'll get 10% off any song you choose. Hope you enjoy it. Peace. Peace.